Oy, Baruch Hashem. Sunday night she's speaking to I know. How come I made she it on speaking to the fathers too? I think she doesn't. I don't know. She doesn't officially want to speak to men, but maybe she does. She share. does occasionally do like mixed. Well, maybe if they're smaller. Yeah, I don't know. She said not. Maybe the topic. I don't know. Maybe it depends on the topic. Yeah. But she's not going to speak on Sneas on Sunday night. It's just no tech ed. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah, some follow-up questions for you, right? Yeah, that's what's so healthy about it. Um, okay, so we were talking so my son about Amin. Breezed into yeah. town last night. Oh, how nice! With the Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. So that was like crazy in my house. And then this morning at five o'clock, they got up, they left, they drove. They're in San Diego right now. They're doing recruiting and fundraising. So um, they drove to San Diego. I guess he picked up some Jamenlo and they drove to San Diego. And uh, so I put up, this morning I put up crockpot food so they'd have something to eat when they come back. You know, it's like. <sighs> okay, take a deep breath, maybe. So, Sounds like you've had a long day already. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Wow, it is good. Okay, so we've been talking about Amain. Mm-hmm. And Amain asserts the truth, right? right? Amain asserts the truth of a previous statement. Amain. Also expresses the, the um, right. Again. Expresses the prayer that the previous will will be fulfilled, right. <coughs> and that there's this element we talked about. Learning Rav Hirsch brings it from Avram Avinu. Hemin Bashem is placing full confidence, setting our whole theoretical and practical hold, our guidance, our strength and firmness in God. That it isn't faith in the sense that we use that word in English. It's not blind and it's not all in your head or your heart. It may be in your head, but it's not in your, just in your heart. Mm-hmm. It's not something that comes and goes, mm-hmm. right? Because feelings in the heart, as powerful as they are, mm-hmm. and as much as there are motivators, they don't stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. They come, they go. Mm-hmm. The way you make them stick is through action, right? Mm-hmm. And choice, but they don't stick on their own. So anything that's purely inspiration Right, which is kind of how the word faith is used in English. That's not what Amuna means. Mm-hmm. And proof of it is that the place where it's used, probably, I think first in Torah, is in Parshas Lach Lecha, the Hem in Ba'ashem, that Avram believed in God. This is right after he has a prophecy. And Hashem makes him a promise. So it doesn't mean he believed in God, like as if the alternative was back to the old idols, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. That's not, it, it means he trusted in God. Hashem mm-hmm. made him a promise, mm-hmm. and he ha- had confidence and trust in the promise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where we got to before. So what that looks like in practice, for example, with Avraham, means what if it doesn't seem possible? That's really how he got into this conversation with Hashem and Lech Lecha, right? Hashem said, I'm going to give you lots of children. Uh, I'm going to give you the whole land. And he says, but what good is it if I don't have children? And Hashem lifted him up over the stars and over the, over the planets. He says, look, see the stars. Your children will be more than the stars, right? And Hashem, and Avram trusted in that. Okay. That means it didn't seem possible. He'd been married for years and years and years, and he was an old man. And his wife was an old woman. And they didn't have kids. They couldn't have children. I don't know if Sarah saw any doctors, you know. But if she had, like the ultrasound would have said, oh, there's no womb. 
<laughs> no wonder you haven't had any kids. Like she really could not have children. Like immaculate conception. Yeah. <laughs> <I think laughs> like, like a... <laughs> yeah, I think that's not. <laughs> different, different narrative. <laughs> that's not right. Not where we went there. This is, some other time we'll talk about that. We don't, we don't glorify it. Like there's cases of it that the Gemara brings where like people did have kids without having it into a horse. Just it was basically artificial insemination. Accidental artificial insemination, mm-hmm. but nobody makes like a big fuss about that, other than it may have been awkward for her family. But like, we don't deify the child, right? right. Turned out to be a good kid. Okay. So that means something doesn't seem possible. You look around, it just doesn't seem possible. Why? Because that's not the reality. That's just not. But Hashem promised. If I. If Hashem said, then that's what is. That's a very high level. That's what emuna means. Emuna means if Hashem said it is so, okay, now we have to have clarity. What did he say? But if Hashem said it is so, then even if everything else that I see around me says it isn't so, not just I have faith in some mushy way. I actually am confident and live my life practically in accordance with what God said because I understand that that's actually the reality. And it may be that what I'm seeing around me doesn't confirm it yet. But once God said it, that's the reality. Because in fact, that is reality. Reality as we think of it, tangible, physical reality, is a function of God's word. Hashem spoke, Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or, Vayhi Or. God speaks, that's what is. So the definition of reality is what God has spoken. Whether it's immediate, by the way, I don't know like how long it took from Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or to Yehi Or. The implication is it's immediate, the way it sounds. But I don't know that that's so. I don't know what time means anyway at that point, mm-hmm. like before sun and moon and stars and planets and earth. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But just because it sounds to me, I don't know how long that takes. That's something I need to remember. I don't know how long that's going to take from my point of view. Mm-hmm. God's point of view, it's all real. It's kind of instantaneous. It's infinite. But yeah. from my point of view, maybe it will take longer. But the fact that God has spoken it means it's real. Okay. That's something that we really have to work on. But step one is is building into ourselves over and over again the confidence that God's word is what you can build your life on solidly. If you want a rock-solid foundation, because the world, things change. Mm -hmm. If you want something that isn't going to change, that you can really build yourself on and not suddenly have the truth go slipping out away from you, that's God's word. Uh, The implications of these ideas that seem like so simple almost at the first look are so, are so simple really inside of us, but not just simple and quick to acquire. They're simple in the sense that it's actually straightforward and not complicated. But it's complicated in the sense that it takes a lot of time and repetition and work on the inside and how we frame and see the world and react to the world to acquire it in a, in a rock solid way inside right. of us. Well, and it's complex because we're constantly bombarded by external messages. Right. External so when we say, when we're getting into Shema and we're coming into this state of Amen, and we say, Kel Melech Neman, we cover our eyes. Because this is a moment where we totally want to focus on the word of God. 
what, how do I know what God's word is? Well, it's the Torah. I'm about to read Torah. Shema Yisrael, Hashem, okay, this is from the Torah. This is Hashem's word. So I'm going to cover my eyes in this moment. I don't always cover my eyes to learn Torah. That would actually be sort of like stupid when you're talking about Torah Shebechtav. You wouldn't cover your eyes to read the words, right? But in kind of this moment where I'm saying I need to focus only on Hashem's word, then I want to close off the distraction of that which appears to be one way but maybe is another. Right. Whether it's temporarily different or whether it's just a false appearance, whatever it is, that I want to screen out. And that goes into covering my eyes so that I'm not distracted by that. It's a focus on what is ultimately real. So this idea, let me check that. We turned itself back on. Like you put it into airplane mode that's and right. it turned itself back on. That's right. My daughter stared at us too. We're going to for the oh, first time. So she to put together a little pakala for her. So, so sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm coming back over here. We have this Chidushe Harim we saw it before. Kisha'ada Moser Nafsho Bekriyashma. When a person gives over his life in Kriyashma, Nechshav Ki'ilu Hayamaisa Befoal Mamash. It's considered as if he did it in fact. <coughs> And therefore, when you commit your life to God in Shema, it should be done befemole, with a full mouth, meaning not holding anything back, 100% meaning it. You should know when I say Shema at night before I go to bed now, it's totally different. Hashem. Yeah, it's just a totally right. different feeling. It's yeah. like, you know, I think of the yeah. words and I think of the intimate moment with Hashem before going to bed and thinking of your day. Like everything that happened during the day, like what went right, what went wrong, you know, like, okay, Hashem, I'm giving it all over to you because kind of like you're going to clean my slate in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's Be'adoh of Kidruchi. Right. I, I hand over into his hand my spirit right. when I go to sleep. Like, but yeah, I, I don't know, this is all so exciting to me mm-hmm. for that reason because it's, very, like, it's different. It's calming and, and makes you feel secure because... A lot of times we feel like we're so out of control yeah. in our life right. in a lot of areas and a lot of things that we just can't keep right. contained. Right. And if at the end of the day we say, okay, Shem, I'm giving it over to you, you're going to clean up the slate somehow, and tomorrow's going to be a new day, and you're going to have something new and wonderful waiting for right. you. Know, I kind of keep that. It takes a confidence to be able to sleep, right? When you're very mm-hmm. anxious, mm-hmm. it's hard to sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... It's interesting how, like, even in a tangible way, right. like, the fact that I lie down and go to sleep is a, a mini expression. doesn't mean I've always been conscious of it, mm-hmm. but that, is, that means that underlying it, I do have a confidence that things are taken care of, let's say. And it was also funny because the other night my daughter wasn't feeling well, so she was laying down in bed with me, so she asked me if I'd say Shema with her, so I said, for sure. And then she asked me a funny question. She goes, how old was I when you started saying Shema with me? Mm. Baby. She goes, I 
guess that's why it's just such a part of me. Oh, you know, that is. And, and it was like right? so. Funny. And that is Torah. That's kind of Torah Simecha, right? Right. Like all the stories of the kids who are identified as Jews because you start Shema and they finish it automatically. Right. They got that from their mothers. Right. Right. That, that is that is a mommy. I mean, it's loving, and as much as we learn Torah from our fathers. Right. That kind of like embedding that idea that like I wake up and I'm almost like hearing Moda'ani before my eyes open right. or I'm going to sleep and, and that has to be accompanied with right. a Shema. It's just part of that fabric of my life. Right. That's Torah Simecha. And, and that makes sense. Now I'm thinking about it, of course, because that Torah Simecha is the Torah that is aim, like imunim, what we're just talking about. Repe- repeating it again and again until it becomes s- easy something that looks difficult but by doing it so many times it becomes second nature that's im that's aim that's mother where you come and you care and you care and you care right so when that's accompanied by torah then what you get is torah simecha you get a torah that's that you could only be given by a mother type figure it's something that becomes who you are it's not just what you've learned which is that's wow okay so you have to totally mean it. And if you do, then what you create is something that is real. And yet, we can't see that it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't actually die for God today, we hope. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and yet, it's real. There's a, there's a Pasuk. Um, gosh, I don't know if I can remember it. I, almost, I don't have it. It's in one of these chapters here. But... Um, in your name we have died kol hayom, like every day every day we die for you God it's like well like nobody actually could do that more than once but you can meaning in Shema you actually hypothetically could bring yourself to that sort of ultimate my whole life is given over to you whatever it is you want it for Hashem every single day and it's real it's not fake it's real the power of that real is the flip side of the coin of a main that God's word is reality. My word could also be my reality mm-hmm. if it's 100%. Mm-hmm. That, that is the, the flip side of it. Meaning it, even if I don't see it that it has happened yet, it can be rock solid. Okay, that's, this is where Shema becomes super intense, right? We have, not for this year, but a couple years down, when I did it last time, the title we gave it was Shema Goes Nuclear, because that's kind of what starts to happen. It's almost like you build up in brachos, and you build up in psuke de zimra, and you build on top of that in the brachos before Shema, and all of a sudden you get to Kel Melchnem on Shema Yisrael, and it's like ignition. It's like you were building your, your space shuttle and you were mounting it and you have your checklist and you go step by step and there's millions of items on a checklist that's 20 years long to put a spaceship so out I into space. And you light it and it goes on fire and it heats and then there's like a critical moment and it all goes. So I have a funny childhood memory when you mention that because I grew up in the reform conservative movement because in Palm Springs we had one synagogue Friday night it was usually reform and Shabbos day it was conservative because nobody came just the old men so um, and us Um, so 
there's a part in the, the I guess you call it a service, not really a dolly, but where the rabbi, you know, where it says, oh, Israel, and he walks to the center of the stage and he goes like this and everybody stands up and you say Shema out loud, everybody standing all together in unison. Um, well, it's going to be Shammai, okay. And you also say the Baruch Shem because that's how right. you do it. And then after that, he takes his hands and he goes like this and everybody sits down. So even though it's not lahalacha, it's powerful. It's an element in the... That is a, is a showmanship way right. of emphasizing it, but, right. but the power of Shema is such that when exactly. you stand there and you think like, I'm connected, even if you're not doing it the right way, right. It, you could, I could imagine the power of that. Because you are, con- you feel suddenly connected to the other people. It's you saying it. It's not the rabbi doing it for you. It's it's Everybody you, together. and you're connected. And there is a connection in Shema, like of all the people before us who have said it. No question. I mean, we didn't cover our eyes. I didn't know anything about that. Right. That so interesting. Yeah. That would be probably too personal for a conservative environment. That's like, <laughs> no, like it feels too vulnerable. It's like, okay. Okay. So now what I want to do is move from here into exploring a little bit further this, this the, de- the depth of this concept of emuna, ne'emanus, that for us that's 100% whole, and that God's word is our reality, because that's really where we're trying to put ourselves in that space of kilmelch ne'eman that's between the brachos of Shema and Shema. That kilmelch ne'eman does kind of center us mm-hmm in the place we need to be in our minds and hearts to have that lift off of Shema. Okay, so Rav Hirsch points it out. He, he really brings it out in a strong way. He says, and I think I mentioned, if you want, you can use that. I mean, just if you want to follow along. I didn't happen to put Avarava in. But he says, look at how everything flows through here. It's all about taking it to the next level living the emuna. So how do you see that? So you say, Ava Rabba excessive love, you have loved us, Hashem. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes on. And please, Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king, Ba'avur Avosenu, for the sake of our forefathers, Shebatchu Vecha, who trusted in you, Bitachon is emuna in action. That's not the language you see all the time, everywhere, right? This is our forefathers trusted in you, and that's what we're going to explore next. Okay? And you taught them. They trusted in your word. Vatalamdeim, you taught them how to live, meaning how to behave, how to act. That's the, when your actions are driven by that emuna, that's really bitachon, and that's really emuna. Emuna that is real affects your actions. It affects your actions. Um... So Avinu Ha'av HaRachaman, our Father, our Merciful Father, HaMerachem Rachem Aleinu, the one who, is, who has compassion, have compassion on us. The same Bilibinu, like, please have pity on me, because like, what is my life if not this? The same Bilibinu, place in our hearts, Lahavin to understand, Lahaskil, to, how does he say? He calls it to gain insight and understanding, okay? Lishmoa, to hear, Lilmod, to learn, Okay, we're saying, please teach us Torah. This is the bracha of Torah. and to teach Torah. We don't stop it to learn Torah. Lilamid lishmor to keep 
to do and fulfill as all the words of the learning of your Torah with love. We don't even say, please teach us Torah. We say, please teach us Torah in order that we should be able to keep it. That's like the ultimate learning Torah is when it comes out in your action. Illuminate our eyes in Torah. And cause our hearts to cling to mitzvahs. Those are the actions. You unify our hearts, which is interesting, because what are we about to do? It's called Yichud Shemo and Shema. We're not up to that, but unifying his name, seeing in it, seeing that God's many different names are really all one God. Unify our hearts to love and have awe of your name that we not be ashamed forever. Because we're trusting in your name. We rejoice in your Yeshua. Bring us back to our land. You are the mighty Lord who activates Yeshua. It's, it's in action. You make it happen and you chose us to be your people. You have chosen the Jewish people with love. Then we get to Shema. And all of a sudden we see in Shema, well, maybe before we get to that, let me just point out over here a couple things. Number one is that, that our father's trusting in him. That first step is that Parshas Lechlecha of Avram saying, that's okay. If you told me Ko Yezarecha, then it's Ko Yezarecha, and I'm good with that. The next step is but that the gift... But when, when Hashem says Lechlecha, Right, which so is before that. So, right, took a huge leap of faith too because. Right. Was, but I know that. Many but that's the different than a promise. Lech oh, Lamei just it. It's just a command. It's a command. Got it. Right, where you see over here is God saying, "I'm going to give you lots of children." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just not the reality he could see, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Meaning now that God, it's more than that. Yeah. Now that God, I think it's more than that with the avos, and you'll see why. Once God said it, it was. It's not, I have faith that it will be. Mm-hmm. It is already, mm-hmm. now that God has said it. Well, you'll see why I say that. Okay. okay. And it could also mean that maybe he wouldn't have only physical children, but spiritual children. It could have meant, it. but he was 100% that it was. Yeah. Okay. So God's revelation then, when we say, Hashem, we want to know your will, we want to know that you're there, what that leads to is emuna. It's not emuna beforehand. It's emuna because there's a sense of revelation, which leads to bitachon. And when we ask for Torah, you know, there's a Mishnah in Avos. I went back and looked it up. I was like, wait, there's a Mishnah in Avos, right? Rabbi Yishmael Omer. I didn't bring the whole Mishnah because I had a very small margin to write in. It's like there's actually more. But in the middle. Halomid almanas lomod. One who learns in or uh, sorry, halomid amanas lilamid, one who learns in order to teach. As one who learns in order to learn, to know, so Hashem will help him that he should be able to learn. But if you learn in order to teach, ma speak in biato, then heaven permits you, like it provides for you, lilmod ulilamid, to be able to learn and to teach. So it's like a higher level, really. The halomid amanas lasos. One who learns in order to know what to do. Ma speak in biado, then heaven provides for him. 
lilmod ulelamed lishmor velasos. It doesn't say one who learns in order to teach and do. It's a higher level. It'll, it ends up being inclusive. If you learn in order to do it, then you merit to learn, to teach, and to do. This is a higher level. It's a more powerful thing. But that requires Bechira. That requires, this is where the intellect comes in. That moment of challenge when it is not apparent, that reality, when that reality is somehow hidden or obscured or confused or not yet, and then nonetheless going forward, knowing that that's the reality. That's where our Bechira comes in with the Shema. And then we get to Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's the statement. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. We're going to come to this. That is a statement of Bitochon, among other things. And Hashem commands us, you must love Hashem not enough in your heart. Your whole heart, your whole life, your whole effort. That's the action. Got to come into action. And you say to yourself, but how? How do I achieve something like that? So Torah goes on and tells you. These words have to be on your heart. First job, they've got to be said and said over. Reviewed with your children and your students. You have to say them again and again and again so that they're on your heart. There's a constant because right, the heart comes and goes. So you've got to put the words there all the time over and over again. Um, talk about them. You say them every day, morning and night, whether you're on the road or in the house, whether you're going to sleep or getting up. And then you take another step. Tie it to your body. Make it something physical. Between your eyes, and write them. There's the action. Put it where you can see it. And you have to write it and put it there. It's Hashem is saying that's how you get to the lofty place of loving Hashem with all your heart and soul and might. It's something very tangible. It's say it again and again and now act. That is a whole new way of reading Avarabah and Shema. There's other whole new ways of reading them as well. But this particular one is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where does this kind of come from? This this is the Namanos side. So in Parshas Va'era, sorry, at the end of Shemos, Shemos Va'era, yeah, at the end of Shemos, Vayashav Moshe El Hashem Vayomar, Moshe returned to God and said, Hashem, Lama Hariosa La'am Hazet, why did you do something so, why have you done bad to this nation? Lama Zeshalachtani, why are you sending me here? So what's the context? Hashem says, go talk to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moshe comes, he says, let my people go. And Pharaoh looks down his nose and he says, aren't you that kid we raised over here? How dare you come and come against me? I'll tell you what I'm going to do to those people. I'm not even going to give them the materials they need to make the bricks. Let them go find it themselves. They can work twice as hard. Let them get up at two in the morning instead of four in the morning and they'll manage. So Moshe comes back and he says, turned off my ringer. <laughs> This is probably the update. <laughs> you think it's the update? I don't know. Well, it's not just the ringer, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, Samuel. Yeah. Okay. It's, <coughs> yes. 
I do, because I think it will help with the problem. So thank you for letting me know. Okay, bye. Is okay? I have an idea about that afterward. I'll try and remember. I have an idea about what might be causing it. Okay. If I go like that, it's on. Right. For sure. No, I have an idea what might be causing it. I'll tell you after. Okay. So he says, how, for this you sent me? To make it worse? Like it's one thing if my, if my mission would be unsuccessful. This is the opposite of unsuccessful. It would have been better if I never came. Right. Okay. Umayaz, that's another awesome shear, but not for today. Since I came to Pharaoh, to speak in your name, you've done bad to this nation. And you didn't save them. Okay, so what he's saying here is, I'm speaking in your name. I'm saying there's a Lord God. Yud, hey, and vav, and hey. Right? Paro says, who is this guy? I don't know him. He's not on my list. Right? We, we keep, they have to keep lists in Egypt because there's so many. Right? He says, so now, Moshe says, I see a contrast. Here's your name. It's a name of chesed, a name of creation, a name of love. I'm speaking in this name, and what I'm seeing is bad. That cannot coexist. What is going on over here? He says, how is this possible? What a desecration of your name. It would have been better if I didn't come. This is the association people will make with the name of God. And now we move to the next parsha, basically. Uh, no, um, actually, I think, no, this is the last pasuk of Shamos. You see, there's a little samach there at the end of the uh-huh, verse. Uh-huh. Okay? Last pasuk of Shmos, but it's the next parak, according to Bishop, whoever, who made the numbers. Vayomer Hashem Moshe. Hashem said to Moshe, Ato, Sira es asher es elefaro. Now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Paro. Okay? See, I made it bold. Now you're going to see. Right? Because the question is, there, I, I am seeing a mismatch between the word of God and the reality. That's the problem. And Hashem says, now you're going to see. Now meaning in your apparent present, you're going to see it. Okay? But we have to talk about what, so what's happening over there. Kiviyat chazaka, with a mighty hand, Yeshalchem, he will send them out. Uh, sorry, with a strong hand, he'll send them out. Uviyat chazaka, And strongly he will push them right out of his land. And then we go to the next parsha. And Hashem spoke to Moshe. And he said to him, Ani Hashem. Now, Look at that pasuk. Vayomer Elokim, Ani Hashem, Yud Hey and Vav and Hey. It should have said Vayomer Hashem Ani Hashem or Vayomer Elokim Ani Elokim. Then Vayomer Elokim Ani Hashem. There's a whole lesson of that pasuk beyond what I could possibly understand, right? Where Hashem is saying, "I am Elokim." Yeah, you see me thus hadin from me. I am Hashem. Hashem Elokinu Hashem Echad. He says, I am Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey. This is not a contradiction. Just because you see it as Ra and you see Midas of Elo- the Midah of Elohim happening over here, it's not a contradiction. It's an expression. I never stopped being who I am. I never stopped interacting with the world as Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey. I showed myself to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov as Kel Shakai, a powerful defending, defending Lord. Ushmi Hashem lo lahem. But they never knew my name as the name Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey. That's a very strange thing to say. 
but okay, let's we'll we'll check. Rashi will explain. The gum hakimosius brisitam, and now I am going to also fulfill my covenant with them. to give them the land of Canaan as Eretz This is the beginning of that fulfillment. Right? We're going to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim and bring them to Israel and fulfill the promise to the forefathers. The Israel. And on top of that, I also heard the groaning of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim that they're being enslaved by Eskor Esprisi and remembered my covenant. Lachain, therefore, Emor Levnei Yisrael, go tell the Jewish people, Ani Hashem, that I am God, Yud and Hey and Rav and Hey. You could read this whole passage and never see that this is what's going on. There is something you have to learn. He's saying, teach them this. This is the lesson the Jewish people need right now. When they're at the rock bottom of their slavery, they need to know, I am Hashem, no matter what they're seeing going on in the apparent reality. I never stop loving them. The Hotesi Eschem, I will take you out. Mitacha Sivlas Mitzrayim, Vehitzalti Eschem Yavodasam, Vegoalti Eschem Bizro, and Etuyu Shvatim Gadol. That's the four terms of Geula, right? Hotesi, Hisalti, Goalti, Lokachti. Velokachti Eschem Lilaam, I will take you for me as a nation, Vaisi Lochem Lilokim, and I will be for you your God. There we're back to Elokim again, right? Your Lord, Midasadin, Vyadatem, and you will know. Right? When you know something with Das, you know it deep inside, 100%. You've felt it, you've experienced it, you've been there. You are the proof inside yourself. There's no, there's no book about it. V'yodatem, you will know ki ani Hashem elokechem. That's how we end Shema. That's where we got to, right? Hamotzi eschem who took you out of the burden and the, and the weight of the, of the slavery. And I shall bring you to the land that I have promised to give to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. That's going to be the Ani Hashem, the proof that I am God. And Moshe spoke all of this to the Jewish people. They didn't listen to Moshe. Well, in this case, the, the Torah itself tolerates it. The Torah itself says, Mikotzer Ruach. They were so burdened. They had no head for this. Umeavoda Kasha and hard labor. So it's not held against them in the least. But but doesn't it give you a new sense now? Velo Shamu, they didn't hear. So now what do we do? We say, Shema Yisrael, listen. This lesson is the lesson that launches Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Is the lesson of hear what God is telling. He's saying this all along. You couldn't hear it? We, I get it. You weren't able to hear it. You were too overwhelmed. But the fact is, he was saying it the whole time. Imagine if they could have heard it. Mm-hmm. How much relief. Like you said, it, there's, it's calm you down when things are out of control. Mm-hmm. If you know this, if you could heard it, how much, it w- the reality is the reality that God's giving you and the pace he's giving it to you. But how you felt about it would have been so different. He does provide that mm-hmm. if we could hear it. So here's what Rashi tells us about what's going over here. Moshe spoke to Hashem. Dibir ito mishpat. Vayedaber is a strong kind of word. And he's addressing God as God of justice, Elohim. Moshe spoke strongly. right? He speaks in a harsher a stronger kind of words. It's not like a soft, oh, I'm sorry, but could you please explain? It's, why did you do this to them? It's like an interesting way to talk to God, right? 
And he said, God said, I am Hashem. And now we start to see something that over and over throughout Torah, Rashi will cite Chazal on this. What does it mean when Hashem says, I am God? I am faithful to pay reward. Huh? That doesn't sound lofty. You pay your bills? What, why is that so exciting? Faithful. God is faithful to pay back what people do. That's good. I didn't send you for nothing. I sent you to fulfill my word. That I said to the ancient forefathers. And we see that the same terminology is used in many places in Torah. I am God. Faithful to punish. In other words, I, fa- I keep my word. If I promise something good, I follow through. If I say that someone will be punished for doing something and they do it, I follow through. When it says by a punishment, then you get the Naaman li para. For example, and also for fulfilling mitzvos, like Ushmarta Mitzvosai. I will pay you reward. I will give it. Whenever the Torah puts Ani Hashem on the end of it, it means I promise. I'm going to follow through. You can rely on me. Right. Ne'emonos. It's all Ne'emonos, right. It's Har and Onish. Right. Va'era el ha'avos. Hashem goes on to say, I appeared, I made myself, I showed myself to the forefathers. Bekel Shakai. As Kel Shakai. Kel, mighty power, mighty Lord. Shakai, who defends and who said to the world it's enough, who created the world and has power over all the forces of the world. God says, I made them promises. And I told them this under the name, using the title of Kel Shakai. And my name, Hashem, remember we said Das, knowing, because you were there, you felt it, you experienced it, you saw. It doesn't say I didn't inform them. I didn't. I was not known to them. Yeah, I was not known to them. Lonikarti lohem. I was not experienced by them. Bemidas amitusheli. In my, with my quality of. True of truthfulness of always fulfilling what I say. And amitude is almost like ultimate. It's emes. Yeah, yeah. The total truthfulness. Like, yeah. I don't know how to. God says. Did it ever occur to you, Moshe, that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, the God that they experienced was a God who made promises and who saved them from all, you know, miraculously from fiery furnaces, but was not a God who kept promises. They didn't doubt that, but they didn't live that life. Because she'olah ni'koshmi Hashem, the name Hashem Yud Vav K is Ne'emanus. I will always follow through. You can count on it. Ne'eman la'ames tavarai. I am faithful to keep my word. Shaharehiv tachtim velokiyanti. I promised Avraham a land. Did he? Did he live to see me give the land to his children? No. Did I keep my word? Yes. Did he live to see? No. He didn't see it. 
So the the expression when Hashem says, I did not, I was not experienced by them in that way. And then he says, now you are going to see it. Moshe, don't you realize? You are the generation that is going to see Hashem fully revealed as Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey. God who is Haya, Hove and Yihye. He always was, he always is, he always will be. Everything is coming from love. Everything, it, that constancy, that infinite, infinity of always was, is, and will be means everything will always be followed through as promised. That's what you're going to see. Here, harta al midosai. You questioned my midos. Loka Avraham, and that wasn't like Avraham, that I said to him, Kiva Yitzchak, Yikari Lachazara, that Yitzchak is going to be your child. And then I said, Now go kill him. Bring him up as a carbon. Your only child is going to be Yitzchak. Forget about that other child for now, for your, for your legacy. And then I said, You have to bring him as a carbon. And he didn't question it. He didn't say, But how could that be? Hashem promised it. Hashem promised it, it is. He never questioned it, even when I told him to bring him as a korban. Now, you're going to see it. What happens to Paro, you're going to see. But, but not what happens later. Sorry, let's cut that out. That's nice, but it's not our main point. Next, Rashi. The people didn't listen to Moshe. They weren't consoled. It, it could have consoled them if they'd been able to accept it. It didn't console them. Because they were so stressed. Whoever is oppressed and, and like is con- constricted, he's under a lot of pressure. His spirit and his breathing become tighter and shorter. Right? So he can't breathe deeply. Which lets you, you know, there's, I mean, this is a physical phenomenon that's being described here, mm-hmm. right? When your adrenaline is going, mm-hmm. your, even your peripheral vision tends to fall Body away and you get very narrowed. Everything gets constricted and narrowed and it's like your that, what they call fight and flight. And Everything gets focused on just making it through. Right. You can't take in other stuff, even if it would make you feel better and relax your breathing. I heard something similar to this here. Who brought me a proof from this pasuk? I will show them my hand, my might, and they'll know that my name is God. We have learned. When the Holy One, blessed be He, fulfills, is faithful to His words. Afilu lefuranos, even if it's to the negative, meaning even if God fulfills his word, he says, if you do that, I'm going to punish you, right? Paro, Paro's name is Para, right? Demanding payment, lefuranos, that's it. Paro, if you don't let them go, everything's going to fall to pieces. When Hashem fulfills that word, modia sheshmo Hashem, that tells people that God's name is God. Yud, hey, vav, and hey. Because shekain ha'amana latova, all the more so when he is faithful to the good for something positive. V'rabosenu darshuhu la'inyan shalmala sha'amar Moshe lamahariosa. That's how Chazal were explaining that topic above. When Moshe said, how could you do bad to the people? Hashem said to him, chaval al da'avdin v'lo mishtaken. Oh, chaval, I miss the ones who are lost and not forgotten. Who does he miss? He says, I miss the good old days of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. 
Harbe Pomim Niglesia Lehim Bekel Shakai. Many times I revealed myself to them as Kel Shakai, Velo Amruli Mashemecha. They never said, What's your name? Like Moshe did. Like, Who are? What's your name? They're saying, What's the real? Well, in this case, he's saying they never said, Tell me, show me that you're Yudin Hay and Vavane. They didn't say it. Whatever God revealed to them. The Atal Marta, you said, Mashemo, Ma Omar Alehem. Ukshabikesh Avram Likboris Sarah. When Avram went to bury Sarah, Lomata Kaver, he couldn't even find a gravesite. This was last Parsha. I promised him the land, and he can't find a place to put Dalit Amos to bury his wife? He has to pay $3 million to get a grave? Shekana Bedabim Rubim, he had to buy it for a lot of money. Here's this land. I promised it to your father. I promised it to you. You dig a well so you could have water to drink and survive, and people are going to argue with you about it? And you know this is supposed to be your land someday. Also, Yaakov. He also had to buy a field. Just to pitch his tent. Like, you can't, somewhere to put your foot down, somewhere to sit and rest and sleep. And they never questioned my promise. And you said Okay, now, this is for Moshe, criticism is certainly not a criticism. He only out of love for the Jewish people. He's worried about them. Um, it's late. <laughs> so, it's a lot of money. A lot of money. But it, it actually really means like a lot of blood. Because money so that's a different thing, right? Why, why damim and blood, right? Okay. So I know we have to like wind up here because it's getting a bit late. I don't even know what time it is. It's 9.10. No, it's 9.10. It's 9.10, so it really is late. I don't want to hold you back because you have a lot to do. I have like these two other sides to do. Could do the next time. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, this, this whole concept though is such a core concept. So next time before we go on into the rest of Shema, We'll, we'll finish up in Hashem just on that topic and the implications of it, how we can integrate the lesson of Kel Melech Ne'eman. You start to see how that feeds into Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Hashem is faithful. Hashem is trustworthy. Kel, the name that he showed himself to the Avos, Melech Ne'eman. And we'll break it down into a few other ways, but that we'll, we'll do that next time, and that will integrate it and finalize it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just feel bad that more people aren't here to benefit. I know. From I did make a flyer. I saw. So that was a step in the right direction. So you don't do graphic art stuff anymore, just when you're... No, just as needed. Spur of the moment. Yeah.